Hour number two, it's the Gimme Zone right here with you on the ref. He, ladies and gentlemen, is Brian Vineyard. He, ladies and gentlemen, is Jackson Robottom. Back with you, Josh Elmer, for hour number two. Big thank you again to Oklahoma Headman's golf coach, Ryan Hibble. And right around the corner, bottom half of this hour, we'll welcome in one of our good friends, Mr. Tyler Woodward from out there at the OU Golf Club, Jimmy Austin. Man, they got, uh, they got a big event. Big event coming up, Brian, uh, later on this summer that uh, we can we can discuss with uh, Tyler Woodward, who has been on a meteoric rise over there, Jimmy Austin. Hey, Tyler's the guy, and I tell you what, what's also on that same rise is the Jimmy Austin golf course itself. You know, Coach was talking about winning, helping to recruit those top flight players. Well, guess what? That golf course does too, and so does having events like this Corn Ferry event that we're going to be having in June. You know, and speaking of Corn Ferry, Josh, if you look at the leaderboard this week, our guy, Josh Creel, is a couple of shots back right now. You know, Josh was our very first guest on our very first show last year, and he had just gotten on the tour, had a bit of a struggle last year. Now he's back on the Corn Ferry trying to get it back. That guy, we were, I mean, remember the grind we were talking to him about? Oh, yeah, of course. Man, he is a grinder. And Coach mentioned Logan McAllister. Logan was in that event. Unfortunately, he didn't make the cut. And the, but you also have uh, some many other former OU players that are both on the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry. So to Coach's point, you know, having those guys out there show out for the program once they become professionals really helps your recruiting. Speaking of scoreboard updates, you mentioned it. Josh Creel, just a couple of shots behind, he is sitting at a tidy three under going uh well coming into moving day i guess he's he's underway he's a couple of holes in now on moving day shot a day 170 day 267 so he's three under the leader is abel gallegos who is five under par and uh, that final group is just underway there at what is the panama championship down in panama city how about that on the uh the corn ferry tour ben cole's is a, a stroke behind Kevin Doherty as well. Uh, Mac Meisner, if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, and Jimmy Stanger, uh, four under par. Brett uh, drew it also three under par right there with Josh Creel. So, you know, we're right here on this program pulling for Creel to uh, have a nice little weekend and win this thing. Hey, Josh and, and, and uh, Jackson, if you go a little bit further down that list, Quade Cummings, former Sooner, boom. You know, so there it is. Coaches like Nostradamus. It's like they're, they're showing out. Yeah, Quade Cummins was one of my favorite OU players when he was going through. I actually, my freshman year of high school, he probably doesn't even remember this, I got to play with him at the state championship preview, Quade Cummins. And for his standard, he did not play well. He was a senior at that point, but he shot two under 70. And it, I just thought it was the greatest thing going out there and watching him play golf. So Quade Cummins is a guy who I kind of watched all the way through because I'm like, I know him. I played with him one time. So it's good to see Quade out there doing well. And he's only a few shots back, and he's still got a lot of golf left to play. Let's set the record straight, Jackson. How much further past Quade did you hit it off the tee? Let's set the record straight. How much further – how much longer were you then, Quade? Quade was 30 yards longer than me. I mean, 30, 40. I mean, if the wind was behind us, forget about it. I mean, Quade is just, he's ridiculous off the tee. But, I mean, what, what was really surprising to me when I was playing with Quade was just how phenomenal his short game was, even in high school, because 
High school kids don't want to go out there and work on their short game. They want to go out there and hit the driver. They want to go out there and just hit it as far as they can. I'm guilty of this. They wanted to go out there, and this guy had such a well-rounded, wonderful game. And it was no wonder. I'm like, he's going to OU. I'm like, I can believe it. I mean, there's just there was no doubt in my mind. Quaid, Quaid was and always has been the superior golfer, and I will I will set the record straight there. <laughs> I played with him a couple of times, and I, I don't think I've played with anybody that's longer off the tee than him. It, it, it's unbelievable. But, Josh, we need to talk about Pebble Beach, right? What's the leaderboard there? We do, yeah, and I will be transparent with you. I don't recognize or know a bunch of these names. At the top of this leaderboard right now, uh, Joseph Bramlett is uh, tied with Kitayama. We, we know Kitayama. We've seen his name before. Andrew Novak, Brandon Wu, Hank Leboida. Lebiota. Hank Lebiota. Lebiota. Yeah, that's that's a much better job of the pronunciation by you. Just sounded phonetically. Just sounded <laughs> phonetically. Hey, you know who's laughing at this leaderboard right now? The Live Tour. I mean, the PGA Tour has got to be like, oh, can somebody please, with a name, make a run today? You know, I mean, you can't. I mean, you, you have to go down to, like, Harry Higgs, you know, before you're like, and but who gets really hyped up for, no offense, Harry Higgs, but who gets hyped up for him? You And, and Josh, do you remember my Kirk Kitayama story from last year? Yes, but will you just rehash it here? So, in the mecca of all golf, Bannon Dunes, we had this guy's golf trip, and his brother was my caddy the first day. And he's telling me this, and, you know, I'm trying to go, eh, not sure I buy this. He proved it all out. So, hey, very good guy. So, from now, from that point forward, I kind of root for Kurt just because his, his brother was such a good dude. And didn't he? Didn't his brother have the beat on somebody that was going to leave for the PGA Tour oh, defecting yeah, no, to live? He, he tipped us off. Uh, I can't remember who those were, but it was it was a, it was about a month or two before the announcement. He said, "Here's what's coming," and boom, it was right sure on. enough. Yeah. Well, he's I think he's the one that said, "Hey, Cam Smith's coming for sure. It's a done deal." I think that was one of them. But uh, yeah, no, I can root for that guy. But man, if you're the PGA Tour with this event, you're looking down there and you're saying. We need a Victor Hovland or somebody like Ro- that. Rose and Hovland at six under par. Yeah. And there's a lot of golf, obviously, still to be played uh, in, the, in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. But, you know, those are the two big names, I think, that uh, you would recognize first. you got to keep on going. You know, Russell Knox, I wouldn't put him in that category. Jordan Spieth, obviously, he's four under par right now. He would be uh, in that mix. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not uh, – not star-studded at the top, at least right now. Yeah, the field, I think, wasn't near as star-studded as they usually have. And so that's, you know, kind of what you're going to get in in uh, the PGA Tour now that they've changed the some of the requirements for the players and have different tiers of events. And so I think you're going to see some of this where you look up and have some really weak fields. We teased it before the top of the hour. And in the, the theme of this show – to stay with the thematic theme, we opened telling you, okay, hey, here were your major champion winners from last season, in case you forgot, which, you know, may- maybe I was in that camp too. Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Cam Smith, right? That's where we left off last season. Roy McElroy, oh, so close. Couldn't get, couldn't get over the top in a major championship. The other storyline would have been this. What, what does all of this live golf defection across the board, what does it mean for the future of major championship golf? And that process, by the way, is still not 
by any way, shape, or form. Brian totally finished, and we don't know the future of are these guys on the Live Tour actually going to be earning world golf rankings points at some point? The answer to that still today is no. But we, we do know this. The Masters had a big decision to be made on whether or not they were going to allow Live golfers to meet said criteria for inclusion in the Masters tournament. And I, I think you'd agree with this, Brian. The Masters, their decision, okay, it's independent of the U.S. Open and of the Open Championship and of the PGA Championship, but just based on chronological order, if the Masters came out and said, yeah, live golfers, they're not playing in our Masters tournament, that might have sort of been the first domino toppling over in terms of major championships saying live golfers are not going to be eligible for major championship golf. Well, what did the Masters decide? They said, yes, live golfers, at least for 2023, eligible to play in the Masters tournament. And that means that uh, there's some former champions that will be able to play in this event. And ultimately, Brian, this is I think we've kicked this around a lot. Golf needs its best champions to be a part of, well, its best championships. Well, like you said, Josh, if you don't have your best players playing in the majors, are the majors then going to start having asterisks by them going forward, right? And whether that is a, a factor of they don't give the live golfers any official go- world golf ranking points and say in said one or two years, all of them fall out of the criteria that the current tournaments use for the majors – Does that make them fall out? You say, yeah, we didn't kick them out. They just didn't have the points. But I think if if they allow that to happen and don't do the right thing, and in my opinion, and we're going to hear from Jackson here in a second on that, but in my opinion, the right thing is they should be playing and the best of the best should be out there saying, oh, let's go get it. And let's spice it up further. We talked about this off the air. How about a live golfer with with, uh, two other PGA Tour golfers in the first two rounds at the Masters? Let's just spice it up. Patrick Reed right there with Rory. Let's just see it right there. First two rounds. Jackson, thoughts? Well, we have to remember absolutely that golf is there. I mean, it's an entertainment industry. And so you've got to give the people the entertainment that they want as well. There is no better entertainment that you can do than throwing maybe a little bit of tension into the mix. So like you said, all of us were kind of talking about that. You know, throw throw the live guys in there with the PGA Tour, exactly what you guys were saying. I like the idea. And it's good that you get all of the fan favorite names. Your Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kapka might be in there. Sergio Garcia. Uh, oh, there's a couple of other ones whose names are escaping me right now. But the live guy, Cameron Smith, obviously. Cameron Smith was really getting popular on the PGA Tour right before he went over. Obviously, he just won the Open Championship. That was before he went over to the, to the live golf tour. So these are the names that people are still attached to. And especially at a place as iconic and traditional as the Masters, you want everybody there. And so for, for no other reason than just the entertainment value of seeing all of the best once again in the same place competing for this coveted green jack and the Masters title, th- there, was, there was no other option that could happen. I think the Masters was, was aware of that, as well as the uh, TV stations. I think CBS is the one that covers it. They probably wanted to have all those names so they could get the attention back on them. And so it, it's a good idea to bring all the names back, regardless of if they're, they're live or not. And, Josh, don't give me some weak pairing. Like, don't put Louis Oosthaven with Rory. Where yeah, get out of here with that. No, that's weak. Put, you know, throw Bryson DeChambeau or oh, Kepka or, heck, just put Phil Mickelson in there. 
How about some spice? Come on. Do we need to play the the McElroy audio again from the? Let's hear it again from the the Hero Dubai challenge. I mean, he's he's been pretty open about what it means to play with and beat one Patrick Reed. It's no secret that there's been a lot of noise surrounding this week. Uh, given, I guess, who was in the chasing pack, did that spur you on? You know, I, I think mentally today was probably one of the toughest rounds I've ever had to play because it would be really easy to let your emotions get in the way. Um, and I, I just had to really concentrate on focusing on myself, uh, forget who was up there on the leaderboard. Um, and, and I did that really, really well. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I showed a lot of mental strength out there today. And again, something to really build on for the rest of the year. So there you go. Now, that was not the audio clips where Patrick, uh, well, where Rory McIlroy says, I hate you, Patrick Reed. You are the worst human being alive. But we do get some of those impressions from previous interactions between those two. And obviously, he's acknowledging right there, this an emotional round for me. So, hey, get me that bucket of popcorn, baby. I'm ready. Feet kicked up. I want Kepka versus McElroy. I want Reed versus McElroy. I want Mickelson versus a couple of these guys. Give me all of that. The uh, full list, by the way, former champions, uh, six former Masters champions that have defected to the live. That list looks like this. Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Garcia, Reed, and Schwartzel. And then, let's see, Cam Smith obviously will take part. Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Joaquin Neiman, Taylor Gooch, Abraham Anser, Boomer Sooner, Harold Varner, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Na, and Louis Oosthuizen. So that's your full list of defectees that would be uh, a part of the Masters. I love it. If, if, and this, this goes back to what we've said, I think, a million times. It's good for golf. Can you imagine the rankings, guys, if they – let's just say they announced the pairings two weeks ahead of time. I don't know the official time. I haven't looked at what the official time of the release of the, the pairings are. But you can imagine two weeks ahead of time if they put those pairings out there and had the spicy pairings. You Imagine what all the banter back and forth in the media would be. I mean, it would be a ratings bonanza for CBS. I mean, right, Jackson? Oh, man, it would be – there is going to be so much happening for all of it. I mean, the audiences are going to be so torn on just who they root for, what's going to be happening. There is not going to be anything that's going to be predictable about – the live the live guys playing the majors and it is one of those things that the live tour as josh says currently does not have an official world golf ranking standing and the pga tour doesn't want them to because all of a sudden when that happens it it seems to legitimize the live golf tour in a way that just you know they they can kind of hang that over their heads for right now like you're not ranked we are like once the once they find a way and i think they will given time the live tour to be seriously treated, I guess, needs to be able to establish that. And once they do that, they're going to be in the majors. I mean, just all the time. Because once you're in the World Golf Ranking, you have to legitimize these players in a way that you just can't right now. So to bring them in now is causing a stir, and we don't know where that's going to go. And I'm excited to see what happens. Well, and Josh, you think about this. Let's just say they spice these pairings up like we want and the ratings are off the charts, how in the world could the other majors not allow them in and say, I want those ratings too? Now, not that the, the Masters probably out, you performs all the others anyway because of the nostalgia of the course and the event, but the reality 
is if those ratings are off the charts, the other majors are going to be like, even if they really didn't want to bring them in, they're going to be like, mm, this is really good for ratings, and that drives the dinero. Well, it's really this simple, isn't it? To everything you said, yes, yes, yes. What does every great story need? Villain. A hero and a villain. Every great story, a hero and a villain. And what has the live tour provided, if nothing else? Oh, baby. You got all sorts of villains out there. So, and, you know, to a maybe younger demographic or some other folks out there, I don't really consider the live golfers villains, but a lot of people do. And that's good for business, baby. Yeah, and you think about it, you saw the poll last year. It was really age-driven on who felt so uh, strongly against the Live Tour. But th- but the reality is many of the guys that the Live pulled over, are, sans Patrick Reed, are very popular players and were right there at the top of the PGA Tour in popularity and game. It's going to be fun. I-, I can't wait. I hope that they do deliver some of the pairings that we're talking about. And who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Now, the the actual engagement between the PGA Tour players and live golfers between now and then, it's going to probably be few and far between, but that doesn't stop maybe some public bickering that could add some uh, gasoline to the fire. Well, it was the live has picked up steam in a lot of different ways, especially I don't think the younger demographic was supposed to be the ones at first who were drawn to the live tour because if you look at who was going over originally lee westwood pat perez you had a bunch of these old you had a lot of these older guys charles schwartzel who were going over a lot of a lot of it because the schedule was nicer and the pay was better for less tournaments but now you saw your cameron smiths you got joaquin neiman sebastian munoz is rumored to be going over there right now as well mito Pereira. so you've got then cameron smith obviously i mean it's you're getting these younger golfers over there because they're seeing the benefits. I mean, it's a business decision at the end of the day is what it is. And now that you're getting those younger guys over, these people who are winning now, they're winning currently, all these golfers who are getting in and they're starting to see their winners, their favorite players, go over here. It's like there's got to be something to it. And so now all of these younger guys are starting to come over as well. And the PGA Tour, is it's going to be an ongoing struggle for them. And the Live Golf Tour is doing things right. They're, they're causing disruptance, and they're doing a lot of things to really shake up the game of golf. And I think for better or for worse, it's going to be – well, I think it's going to be for the better, personally. But it's going to be very good and very interesting, and golf is going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially for the next 10 years probably. Hey, Josh, Jackson's off to a rough start here. He's taking two shots at me personally now by calling these guys that are 10 years younger than me older. So we're <laughs> right. going to have to smooth that out as this thing goes on over the weeks because I'm starting to get a complex about it, you know? I mean, am I wrong about that? No, I, I totally understand why that would uh, rub you the wrong way. No, <laughs> no big deal. Hey, uh, we're due a first time out of hour number two. The Speaking of the Live Tour, they – in the time that we've been away in terms of this show, they've gotten a TV deal. We were wondering if they were going to get a TV deal. It's with the CW. What does that mean? I kind of, I kind of like the YouTube situation that they had going, so I think that's, uh, that's worthy of a discussion. Is this the right move for the Live? What, uh, what does it offer them? We can kick that around in plus. Of course, our man Tyler Woodward joining us in just a little bit to tell us all about the Corn Ferry Tour event. It is the 
compliance solutions championship coming up this summer from Jimmy Austin. They need volunteers. So we'll let uh, Tyler Woodward tell us about that from over at Jimmy Austin. Taking a timeout. Back with the Gimme Zone in just a moment right here on The Ref. We head out to Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club in just a few minutes from now. GM Tyler Woodward will join us in mere moments to break down and share with us some thoughts on the Corn Ferry Tour coming out there, let's see, this summer. It will be June 22nd through the 25th at Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club right here in Norman, the Corn Ferry Tour for the Compliance Solutions Championship. And I know that they uh, they would love to have as many volunteers as possible. So we'll talk with Tyler Woodward about that in just a moment from now. The Live Golf Tour. We wondered, Brian, what would this media partnership look like? They, uh, you know, honestly, I wasn't crazy the first time I watched, but the more I watched, I kind of came away thinking, you know, this YouTube deal is not all bad for the Live Golf Tour, but they wanted a television partner. They got a television partner. It's an interesting sports television partner. It's off the beaten path for a sports television partner. It's the CW. What do you make of this news that broke? Well, I guess two weeks ago now. Well, Josh, I think it's really good for them to have a uh, TV partner. And just like anything, you're not going to start off with the best TV partner when you're a new product out there, right? You have uh, many examples previously that have happened. And and as the tour's popularity grows and the sport of golf grows, hey, there's going to be other people step up, Jackson. Yeah, I was I was going to point that out. I'm like it's good that you have a more public footprint in your t- in a TV network. The CW is going to give you a really good opening floor. Um it's kind of an entry level broadcasting position for them right now. Um they're going to be looking to make moves. I know that I know Fox would be a great platform. They lost that golf contract. They were covering the US Opens uh several years ago. And so I think Fox Sports uh, would be one that you might work for in the future as well. Fox Sports would be a great one. Um, I think it would be good if they have actually two broadcasting teams, one for the CW, and then they continue to do it on YouTube as well. I think that would be very good because now you're reaching two different demographics. I know that the younger crowds are drawn to YouTube. I spend a lot of time on YouTube myself. I have a very large golf feed. And so for people like me and people who are getting interested in golf, it's a good way to expose them to a tour and just do live streams on YouTube. But obviously... You want to establish yourself there, so the CW is going to give you a chance to reach a, an older audience as well. You know, p- you know, people who have uh, kids and you know they're trying to just watch it periodically on the weekend, don't want to go to YouTube or just haven't figured YouTube out it exists. I think it's a good idea that they have that TV broadcast, but I think they need to try and keep going on YouTube as well and establish two footprints that would really help their broadcast, I think. So, like, you're saying CW is for, like, 54-year-olds. No, (laughs) all right, all right, come on. All right, this is not an old thing. Come on, all right. That was shot across the bow number three, Josh. Holy cow. Am I out? Am I done? Am I just, am I I leaving the show now? No. (laughs) You're actually picking up momentum, Yeah. believe it or not. It's it's (laughs) momentum, because Josh and I do this, too. We did it to each other for eight months last year, so it's it's accustomed to the the banter. But, you know, I, hey, the, the nice part about, uh, YouTube, which I am not a frequenter of, but I did to watch live. Um, YouTube allows completely 100% accurate, accurate, measurable numbers of viewers. 
And in TV world, they're not 100% accurate all the time, as we've seen with some contract disputes about Super Bowl numbers and things of that nature. So when you get into the streaming type realm, kind of like we do with our app, um, our KRS Sports app, then you have completely measurable numbers, whereas Nielsen is not 1,000% accurate in the measurement. Now, they're done on YouTube with this news, correct? I believe so. Yeah, I can't imagine the CW would let them stream. Uh, they, they, I, I, just judging that, you know, without having completely dove into all of the details, I'm just envisioning that this eliminates their relationship with YouTube, which I think is on some levels disappointing. I would have liked to have seen them ink this deal and have it also broadcast on YouTube, but obviously CW – you know, putting the foot down saying, no, we're going to take exclusive rights with this thing. So that makes sense for, for their standpoint. Here's what Phil Mickelson had to say uh, about this. Uh, if, I can, if I can find this here, bear with me for a second, Brian. He's, he described the move as favorable. I think it's favorable. It's very difficult to have a relationship with a network that had a commitment to other sports and priorities. CW has a chance to cover all 14 of our events, putting us first. They have a younger demographic, which we want. They wanted to get into sports, and now they've got a shot at live golf. It's a two-year deal. The first, the first deal is not going to be a blockbuster. It's short enough time to where we can prove ourselves and then get, and then get a much stronger and more lucrative deal if it were a longer deal it might be better for them and investing in our product but having it two years sets us up for a bigger deal end quote so that's the thought process from one of the lives bigger stars in phil mickelson and you know obviously one of the lives bigger mouthpieces in phil mickelson that's at least what they're selling out there that okay this gives us leverage on the second deal brian well, that's completely correct, right? And and so if they prove out the numbers that they hope to prove out, then you put the CW in a position that they either have to come to the table and make a major investment or it's going to get picked up by a different network that's going to plow a whole lot more money into it. And so it's it you know, I view it as a win for both. It gives it gives CW an opportunity to test this. And see what the popularity is going to be with, you know, with not just viewership, but advertisers, right? And then, you know, you can make an educated decision a couple years down the road or, you know, you know how these deals work. They'll be renegotiating, you know, after 12 to 18 months of contract, probably 12, you know, based on the numbers from this year. Unless they're a little bit lower than they wanted, then they may wait a little bit longer. But, But the reality is... Um, I think it's it's fantastic because Joe Q, common person, doesn't always go to YouTube to consume content. Obviously, Jackson nailed it. When you skew younger, and I would say probably 30 or younger, you consume a lot of content. I've got a 22-year-old. You can They consume a lot of content on YouTube, whereas, you know, as Jackson said, older people like myself here, uh, you consume it on, you know, terrestrial radio or traditional TV, you know, options. Well, and I think for the live, if, you know, call it dated, whatever you want, I think there's a part of Greg Norman and the powers that be on the live tour that felt, if we don't have a TV deal, we're not legitimate, right? Now, that might be, 
That might be dated thinking. I think they could have been just fine on YouTube, but obviously they've made the decision. They found a television partner. They were shopping this thing around all of last year. Year two, they've got it with the CW, and now we wait and see what some of those ratings numbers look like and how uh, prosperous this partnership is. We're due a break. Tyler Woodward from OU Jimmy Austin Golf Club joins us next to talk a little Corn Ferry Tour coming to Norman. Can you believe it? Right here on the Gimme Zone on the ref next. Rolling on, hour number two, it's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref with you. Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard and Jackson Rowbottom. We welcome in the man from out at Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club. They are gearing up for a massive event this summer. The Corn Ferry Tour is coming to Norman. It's coming to Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, and we welcome in Tyler Woodward, the PGA General Manager, the Director of Club Operations out at Jimmy. Tyler, man, how's everything been going? What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. We uh, we've been kind of just surviving through the cold, like everybody. Uh, we've got a nice day uh, with the sun out, and and the temperatures coming back to something that we're supposed to live in. But yeah, everything's everything's been going great at the Jimmy. Just kind uh, of get through the holiday season and, and start to a great new year. Hey, Tyler, thanks for coming on. You know, you're. The Jimmy Austin Golf Club continues to just host big-time event after big-time event. Walk us through how the Corn Ferry deal came about and what your needs are. I think you guys have a meeting coming up. Is it, what, on the 15th maybe for volunteers? But Walk us through the needs that you guys have so that the event can be staffed properly and uh, be a great experience for all the fans and golfers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it is. We've got uh... – you know, it's just an honor. Um, we something that's been in the works for for quite a few years. Uh, I mean, I remember having conversations six, seven years ago with with the PGA Tour, and and you know, a lot of a lot of our past players. Hunter Hoff was was a big push for this. Uh, you know, a great sooner, uh, and then with the success of Abe Answer and Max McGreevy and and all of these guys, Grant Hirschman, it just has always kind of been on our radar to host this type of event. Um, it, it worked out. Um, we we were able to secure a title sponsor um, and the PGA Tour and, and, and the University of Oklahoma. We couldn't be more happy about it. Uh, but with with large events, uh, like you said, we've hosted a lot of them. Uh, come a lot of demands and needs. Um, but the good thing is, is just you know we saw it last year. We we were kind of the, the NCAA calls and says, hey, we've got a course that went down. We need you guys to host the regional for the men uh, in all of three and a half weeks. And we put out a call to volunteers, and, and you know our, our community is such a great, strong golf community anyway, um, and, and the support has always been there. So, just like anything else, we've got you know not to mention we've got another men's regional in May, uh, the you know a month before. But then with Corn Ferry, it is it's it's one of the only opportunities outside of you know the majors that have come through to Southern and Oak Tree National um, that professional golf golf played at the highest level. You have access to be inside the ropes. Um, you know, as a walking scorer, as a hole marshal, um, there's there's countless numbers of volunteer spots for you know a single day volunteer to a committee leader, um, and all of that information uh, can be found at compliancesolutionschampionship.com. Uh, you're going to see a lot of stuff on on our end uh, through our social media, kind of pushing people for that. Like you said, we've got a, an event on the 15th, uh, free to come out. Uh, there'll be hors d'oeuvres and drinks just to kind of get people excited about it. If they have questions, if they, you know, want to know what, what exactly can we do? Uh, the greatest thing about it is, you know, this is a family kind of event. 
Um, so all ages, um, there's going to be, you know, volunteers, probably a lot of our, a lot of our high schoolers and junior golfers that are going to be helping out on the range. And, um, you know, it's, there's something for everybody in the family, something for every age to be a part of and really, really own this event and, and show, show the PGA tour and the corn Ferry tour, what Norman, Oklahoma and what Oklahoma golf is all about. Tyler, as you said, it's not as though Jimmy Austin hasn't hosted big time events. You've you've hosted plenty of big time events, but man, this is this is massive when you're talking about the Corn Ferry Tours coming with the Compliance Solutions Championship. So, and you spoke a little bit to this, but I'm just curious, generally speaking, what does this mean for the the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club to host this type of event of that magnitude? Well, you know, it's it, it definitely is, and it's one of those whenever you know we're tasked. Uh, with, with our facility, one, we're, we're obviously um, a, a vital part and, and something that, that I take very seriously in, in supporting and, and, and helping the, the success of our men's and women's golf team. Um, so that obviously is a recruiting tool, um, you know, hosting golf at the highest level uh, in, <laughs> in Ryan Hibble's backyard is never a bad thing um, for our recruiting uh, but what it what it means to our membership, uh, Brian being one of our members as well. I mean, there's some pride in it. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of lot of lot of news about it on the Golf Channel. Um, you know, this year there'll be some television coverage, um, and in future years there's there's you know it'll probably be an, a live event uh, on the you know shown on the Golf Channel. So it's it's one of those things is you, you just kind of look at that, and as, as the GM it makes me proud to to say, you know, this is what our club is doing. Um, and, and the potential is endless. Uh, this is kind of the beginning, and, and, and it's definitely one of those to where as stuff is brought to us and, and we look at different opportunities that we've had, this one, this one moved the needle the most just because it is. It's, it's, it, it was time for a professional golf in Oklahoma, uh, and, and we, you know, we signed a five-year deal with the Corn Ferry Tour, and, and we couldn't be more excited about you know, year one getting ticked off and it getting better every year. Hey, Tyler, as I look at it, you know, one, it's awesome that they committed to five years, right? And so that means you have the opportunity to build this event. You know, obviously, year one of any event is a building, you know, start of the building process. But to me, I look at the other part that should be really exciting for golf fans around here is the number of foreigners, Sooners and Cowboys and, and you know, our buddy Josh Creel that could very well be in this event and out there and you have such a strong local presence of local golfers in the event right oh it's it's it is and, and I, I stay in touch with a bunch of our guys uh chris goddard up was back in town and i was getting doing some work on his clubs and you know just the fact that there's going to be nine to nine to twelve thirteen fourteen whether ou osu uh, just oklahoma golfers you know josh went to uco and, and all of these guys that have full corn fairy status um and they you know they, they couldn't be happier to play and it, one, one, of course, that they're familiar with, but two, you know, of course, that means so much to them. Um, and, it, and it will. I think that's, that's the part of it that, you know, they, these guys have had an opportunity to play it a lot, whether it be at the Big 12 Championship, whether it be at an NCAA Regional, um, and now to, to play it for, you know, a championship that, that could potentially really, start, you know, jumpstart their career even further to the main tour um, is, is just an honor. Uh, and, and we are, like I said, the University of Oklahoma and Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club. We couldn't be more excited about it. And, and we can't be more excited about getting everybody involved in the community. Well, speaking of things that we're juiced about, the Corn Ferry Tour 
coming to Norman, Oklahoma, and Jimmy Austin. We're juiced about that. We're, we're juiced about this Oklahoma golf team. Again, this men's golf program is uh, its just amazing. Twelve straight semesters, they've got at least one team win. Uh, I know that, uh, obviously, you get uh, you know day-to-day interaction, for the most part, with Coach Ryan Hibble and with this team. What is it? I mean, what is some of the secret sauce out there for these Sooners, for them to have this type of sustained success is just remarkable. It, and it is. Um, you know, you you set that standard, and, and, and Ryan is, you know, he's a great, a great friend of mine and, a, and a, uh, a confidant for golf in Oklahoma and one of those guys that you, you just truly, you know, we can't speak enough about how incredible of a coach he is. Um, he, you know, I, I at Sooner Open, his event every year, before he gets up there, I announce him every time before he speaks to both of the shotguns, and I always say that. He's like, no, nah, it's not me. And it's like, trust me, there's so much to be said about your leadership, um, doing the right things, recruiting the right way, finding the right kids. Um, but then once, once Ryan does his job, it's incredible to see what these guys, you know, the level of commitment, the, just the amount of work that all of our players put in. I mean, you know, our current, our current lineup has got – young guys on it but it's it's not a rebuilding year um it is a, it's a year that we're going to go compete for a national championship and it and it starts i mean just this week um, you know i love love hearing my staff get those phone calls from drew goodman and some of those other guys but they're down at the facility they're banging balls out of the bay and they they are freezing to do it but they're there doing it um and, and i think you know just like any good program uh you know we're we're very fortunate we're very blessed to have leadership that has put us in a position to compete for that national championship every year. But it takes those guys that they're bringing in uh, to really buy into it, commit to it, and know. I mean, they see the track record. Just like every everybody said, I mean, how many of those guys are either on live, on the PGA, or the Corn Ferry? And we are we have kind of created that, that method of, hey, you go play at OU, you've got the shot to be the next big guy on, on whatever tour you choose. Hey, Tyler, thanks again for coming on. And not only is this going to be great for the University of Oklahoma and for Jimmy Austin, it's going to be great for the town of Norman because guess what? Look at what's, what's going to drive is restaurant business, hotel business, all the ancillary things that come with hosting a big event like this. And I, you know, I can't remember the exact specific that, that the uh, event at Southern Hills drove for Tulsa, but it, the numbers were staggering. So on top of being great golf and great for the university and great for the OU golf team and Jimmy Austin, it's great for Norman. And I want to thank you for your time today and thank you for continuing to be an advocate for golf and golf here in Norman. Absolutely, yeah. Well, well said, Brian. Anything that, that drives Norman forward, the town that that you know I chose to move to, thank goodness, 19 years ago, and don't ever plan on leaving. And, and it, anything that we can do, especially through through the sport and the game that we love, uh, to make it a better place, we're we're always on board for that. Tyler, appreciate your time as always, man. We're uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch frequently throughout the spring and into the summer as this uh, event approaches. But uh, best wishes to you, man, and have a great rest of your weekend. You bet, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for the support of the Jimmy, and, and appreciate it. And look forward to seeing everybody out there. That, ladies and gentlemen, the GM out there at Jimmy Austin getting us all set for the Corn Ferry Tour coming to Norman, not just this summer, but for the next five. Take a final timeout, come back, wrap up the Gimme Zone right here on the ref. I got to say, I think we're pretty good at this thing. You know, the rust, we knocked it right off. No big deal. Gimme Zone, it's like we never left. Now, Probably that's because uh, I've got a couple of great co-hosts here, and we got Coach Hibble and Woodward coming on that helped us out a little bit. But 
I am proud of the performance so far today. Proud of the performance so far today. Hey, Jackson came in just like he had done this all his life, you know, and so – you know, he took a few shots at me, which I can kind of appreciate. So I, he's gonna, it's going to be good banter all year. He'll fit right in. Oh, I love it. But, you know, Josh, the other thing we forgot to mention, we were talking about the Masters. Our guy Taylor Gooch is in the Masters. Yes. He was, I, his name was omitted in the main body of that article that we were referencing. But he definitely is in there. I confirmed with our buddy Kelsey Klein, which I thought he was, but I, did, I wanted to confirm it before I said it. Yeah, well, and I don't know why he wasn't included in the main body. They had him listed to the side. But, yes, good good that he's a part of that group as well. Okay, running out of time. We got about a minute and a half left, so let's be quick. But let's make picks. The AT&T Pebble Beach uh, and the, the Corn Ferry Tour this week in Panama. Who do we like? Uh, well, for the AT&T, I'm going to go with Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell, uh, he's right there. He's two holes in. He's got a win on tour, won the Honda Classic a few years ago. Really good player. He's yet to break through again since then, but he's playing well. He's coming in here with confidence. I'm going to pick him for the AT&T. And then Panama, I'm going to go with Joe Highsmith, Pepperdine grad, um, good lefty. Uh, he's a really good putter. He's five under through the round right now, and he's picking up momentum through round three. Those are going to be my two picks. I like both of them. There you go, Brian. What do you got? Well, I'm going to be a homer today. I, I got to pick my guy, Josh Creel, because I sure want him to win down in Panama. Uh, I got to go with him. I, I know he's he's a little bit back right now, but I, I, I'd sure love to see him pull it out. And he's one of the best putters, Jackson, you'll ever play with. The guy can really roll the rock. And I like Keith Mitchell as a pick, too, but I'm going to go Kitayama just just because I feel like I got a little connection now with the, with the brother being the <laughs> right. caddy. Uh, I will go with Victor Hovland to, to go wild on the weekend at the AT&T Pebble Beach. And I, I likewise will be biased in saying that I'm taking Quade Cummins to uh, win down in Panama. Been a fun opening uh, show for the spring and summer season for us on the Gimme Zone. Big thank you to Ryan Hibble and Tyler Woodward as well. Until next week, everybody have a great weekend. So long, everybody.